Welcome to the second episode of the Funky Marketing Podcast. It's the podcast when I uh, I'm having conversation with with good good people who are doing good things for the good people. So people from the from marketing world, from design, business development, entrepreneurship, uh, even designers. And today uh, I'm lucky to have with me uh, like my virtual friend, let's say, because uh, we know each other only from from LinkedIn, Nick Bennett. Uh, and I won't introduce Nick because I want I want him to do it to do it uh, himself. So Nick, go ahead. Yeah, thanks thanks for having me. Really excited to be here. So I'm Nick. Um, I am over at a company called Logs.io. I I help run field marketing for them. Um, and I've been working for various tech companies, mostly in the in the West Coast in, in Silicon Valley for the last seven eight years. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm really excited to be here. Um, the logs.io, so what they do is it's an open observability platform for engineers. Um, and then, you know, my, my role is to really help fill the pipeline for the sales team, kind of keep things moving. And then I'm also a really, really passionate about, uh, sports and, and, and personal branding. So, sounds good. Uh, which sports? Like I, I grew up playing basketball, like my father was a coach and I played for like, 12, 13 years. Uh, see, I do like basketball. I'm not very good. I, I, I like to shoot three pointers, but um, I, I'm a big baseball player. I, uh, you know, it was, I actually, I just put a post out on LinkedIn yesterday that we made it through the whole summer. I played in three different leagues and we made it through the whole summer COVID free, like no issues. No one got sick. Um, and it was really fun because it was like, you know, you, you think about this back in like March and we would think no sports were going to happen this year. And now we were able to play sports this summer. You have all professional sports that, that came back and for the most part have done well. And so it's just, uh, there's a silver lining out there. You just have to find it. Yeah. I, we don't have, have here like baseball. Um, uh, but I remember think yeah uh, a professor from from my university uh went to the us and like we were having this conversation on the exam and she told me like i went over there and i was wondering like why are these people liking baseball so much so i went to a game and i ended up bored to death nobody hit the ball for two and a half hours like, <laughs> It's, 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 it's definitely something that you have to be passionate about because it can be very, very boring. Like my, my wife, for example, she, um, when we started dating, you know, 10 years ago, I was, I was really into baseball. Like I was playing like four or five days a week and she would come to the games and she was just like, what's like, you just sit here and like you, you basically, there could be like hours and like nothing really happens, but like, you have to be passionate about it to enjoy it because if not, it'll be the most boring sport besides golf that you'll probably ever watch. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, I guess it's like that. I mean, here <laughs> with basketball, I mean, we were the, the world champions and all kind of things. And basically we as the basketball player in primary school, at the end of the primary school and in high school, like we got all the chicks. So <laughs> At the time, it was it was interesting, uh, but yeah, uh, you you got old, and then you are not really into into sports that much. I mean, at the time we were like uh, 
basically going through the snow to like practice outside at five in the morning. That's how passionate we were. We were, and now like we invested passion in some other ways. Like the music came, the chicks came, and then it changed the game. It's uh, that's so true, and it's it, it, it's it's tough too. Like I have a two year old daughter, and like once like she came, like I went from being able to want to play baseball every day to like just like okay, you have to realize your priorities now. And um, it, it's still something like I, I like pretty much every Sunday it is when I'm gone. Um, and it's just it's something that like you look forward to every week, and it's like kind of like an escape for me. Um, it's something that I can just go like clear my mind. I don't have to worry about anything else that's going on. Um, so that's why I'm still super passionate. I don't think I'll ever give it up fully. Yeah. And you shouldn't, I mean, that's, that's great to have something on the side that keeps your mind off, off life. Yeah. Right. Let's say. So, uh, tell me a little bit about it. I don't think people talk that much about field marketing and about, that aspect of, of marketing. So tell me a little bit about it. Let's make it closer to the, to the people who are listening. Yeah, definitely. And so, you know, it's interesting. It, it's a pretty, I don't want to say it's niche, but it kind of is because I don't, I think, I, I honestly don't think there's really anyone besides myself that's really talking about it on LinkedIn. Um, there could be maybe like one or two other people, but I feel like I found kind of like a good groove of like, you know, this is something that people want to learn about and they have kind of a, an understanding of what they think it is. But in reality, there's, there's two types of field marketers. So there's the field marketers that they want to do events. Like that's just all they do. They're more of like an event coordinator. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. There's always going to be events that are out there. People will do them. There is now kind of like the modern day field marketing 2.0, which is basically the revenue marketer. So basically they're the ones that truly want to be the CMOs of you know, their region or territory or whatever it is, they want to be the ones that are working directly with sales and are kind of like the face of the marketing team to the sales organization. So they're helping, you know, contribution to pipe is their biggest thing. And at the end of the day, the sales team is, is their customer. And that's the way that you should be looking at it. And if you're not looking at it that way, then, you know, maybe field marketing isn't, isn't for you. Um, but at the end of the day, your title has failed in it. Just like sales reps usually have like a field sales rep in there. So you should, you two should be so closely aligned, um, that you're literally tied at the hip. Yeah. Mo most of the time I'm, I'm seeing just like salespeople go, go on the field, like on the site and doing their own things. I rarely see marketing people over there doing their thing. But if you have those two, that's actually great. I mean, you can give them all kind of insights. You, I mean, you are talking to, to the customers, right? So this is great. Even in, I don't know if, if they listen to you, it's good. It's good for the whole company, right? Exactly. Yeah. And it's just, it's that, that's the thing too. You have to build the relationships to get them to want to listen to you because if not, you know, it's still going to be silos in, in, you get this more from, from companies that have enterprise sales reps because they think that you're just kind of a personal assistant to them, like from a marketing standpoint. And it's getting them to change that mindset because they think, oh, I can go out and do this marketing stuff myself. I don't really need any support. But at the end of the day, you know, yeah, they may be driving revenue and they'll probably do a good job and hit their number. But just think about how much more they could do if they utilized a resource like a field marketer. 
Yeah. Um, um, if I'm the sales rep, I'm liking that that opportunity and that have chance to have not only the information but to have a guy over there who can actually give me the glimpse of what's going on. So when I get there as as a sales rep, I already know with whom I'm talking about and what are they liking, what do they dislike. You know, all the insights. That's that's I mean something that's that's great. I've been talking uh, last time with with Yag. Uh, a little bit about communication and uh, where did we learn about communication and I told him that I learned the most about communication when I was uh, checking how much electricity did people spend like going from house to house and uh, basically you you needed to have skills to enter the people's houses because you can you can see the data inside the house so I, I needed to know where is the key when they are at home to get into people's home at like 7.30 in the morning. So you get all kinds of skills. Uh, I mean, dogs are always in the yard, of course, some of them dangerous. Uh, but I mean, I'm see, I've seen all kinds all kind of things, but this is exactly where uh, I understood the importance of communication and talking, uh, learning actually how to talk with different kind of people in a different way, you know, personalizing that communication. Yep, absolutely. And communication is key. And if, if you're if you're not someone that can communicate well, then you're going to struggle with basically this role because your job is to literally be like, like the way that I like to think of it is like you're kind of like the quarterback. And this could be like a U.S. thing, but like, you know, you're kind of like the quarterback that's that's pulling it all together. And, you know, you've got your wide receivers, you've got your running back, you know where to basically run strategic plays. Um, and it's just it, it's important to communicate because you're the quarterback, everyone's listening to you. And if you can't communicate well, then, you know, you're going to be getting sacked. You're going to be getting, you know, throwing interceptions. It's basically just super important. And, and it, it gets you, uh, like communication and everything gets you slowly into the personal branding sphere, right? I just, I just come up with a thought that I didn't think about, like, I think ever. And it is like in my hometown, people knew me because of my family, because of my father, he was basketball coach and like the known figure in the city. And uh, I had this, uh, I don't know, people's opinion about me based on him. You know, some were good, some were bad. And I needed to get out of it. So I shared a lot of information. I shared, shared things that I'm doing. Because uh, I, I was back then in, in the civil sector so i did a lot of things for the community and uh i needed to to uh show the value the real value of the things that i'm doing i'm not just like this uh, this guy the nickname of the family and mine is dilimanas dilimanas who is just doing something again you know he's uh boring us with all kind of different events he's organizing different uh, different things he's trying to accomplish like that. But I was actually doing really good things like stopping villages from dying, uh, learning them, how, teaching them how to, how to utilize tourism, uh, like um, cleaning rivers from the garbage dumps, those kind of things. And yeah. I, I managed to get like uh, 196, I think at the time people uh, in the, the village in Serbian mountains from uh, 18 countries at one moment, like without advertising, without everything. So 
it's it's interesting how, how it works like you start from communication just from the people and then you go go up what's your experience how did you start with personal branding yeah honestly it was it was just something where um at my last company you know um the my boss at the time Kyle Coleman he was super active on on LinkedIn he did an excellent job of basically trying to to get his brand out there and he was more in like he came up as an SDR so like he had a big following on the sales side and like I just you know I, I looked at that and then there was a bunch of people that I followed on LinkedIn and I was always the type of person that would just kind of read people's um content that they put out there but I never really posted anything and if I did post something it was basically like a work link it was no context to it it was basically here's a work link like basically just sharing someone else's his stuff and um I was just like you know what this could be so much more um and I started doing it and I started to write daily and I was just like okay you know consistency is key and so I kept on writing daily kept on writing and I was just like uh, more and more people you know as the weeks passed and then as the months passed they started to to engage with the content they started to reach out to me um a lot of field marketers surprisingly reached out to me and said, you know, how thankful they were for, for putting this information out there. And like, there was a lot of them that we would just have like one-on-one -on -one conversations with. And I would just try to kind of answer any of the questions that they had. And, um, you know, I've been doing it now for, for only about seven months. So it hasn't even been that, that long. Um, and the amount that I've been able to grow from March to, to now has been, you know, huge. And, and I'm not going to lie. It's opened a lot of doors for me that I probably wouldn't have had opened before. Um, it's allowed me to be on a lot of amazing podcasts to be able to kind of tell my story, be able to meet a lot of interesting people like yourself and like hear their stories as well. Um, and then just being able to try to give back to, to the community too. like something that's really important for me is helping these people that are in college now that want to, you know, maybe get into marketing, but also want to learn about how to build their, their personal brand. I try to take as many phone calls and kind of set up like one on ones with a lot of these people as I can, just because, you know, there, there wasn't there wasn't always someone there that kind of helped me along the way. I kind of figured it out just from kind of just watching other people. And I want to make sure that other people have the opportunity to like have someone to lean on. Um, so that's just what I'm trying to do. And it, it, it's been, it's been really good. And who knows, you know, maybe a year from now, um, I won't be able to write every day, who knows, but it, you know, I'm going to keep on going until basically it isn't fun anymore. Yeah, I, I totally can relate to everything you said. It's it's been like this for me also. I've been like uh, like a guy from a, from a small city, and nobody understood me and uh, really knew how much do I know or how much I don't know. And they wouldn't ever uh, figure that out if I didn't share things, because right. I've been living in a small city in Serbia, but I've been running like. Uh, 15 people marketing agency based in Toronto, Canada from, from period from small city. And I got that opportunity just by being in the company for like 13 months, because this is how long it took for, for them to realize that I already know how to do management. I don't know how to do, how to manage people. I know marketing. I understand the big picture and everything else. And, it was it was interesting because like I wanted to get first in the country to the 
to the biggest stages, to the conferences, to, to be a speaker. And nobody would call somebody who is like uh, 300 kilometers away here in Serbia. That's like a long distance. So uh, I had to do something else to change something. Uh, and also it was uh, something that got, that got us at the time, the biggest clients uh the agency has like ringer Axel springer the the biggest media media group in in the europe um mostly in the in the in the news and print media and like uh their director of the new business approached me on linkedin and said okay this is uh i'm the director of the new business and uh we had a girl who was doing seo and sem for us she is moving to to Berlin, I think, to work in search metrics. And uh, we asked her who should we uh, call uh, to work with us, to help us with this. And she said, okay, there's, there's this guy, Nemanja Zivkovic, you should contact him. And she told, he, told them that he didn't do any kind of marketing in Serbia, inside the country. So he doesn't do with companies based in Serbia. And she told me that, okay, like for Ringel Axel Springer, maybe you'll change your mind. And the funny thing is that I didn't know that, that girl. She was only following on, on LinkedIn, on Instagram, what do I do, results that I'm sharing, strategies that I'm, going, that I'm uh, using, also like thinking in public, those kind of things. And that's when I realized what's the power of the personal brand. I didn't understand it before. I think that was the moment when I understood the real power of it. Yeah, it's, 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 it's crazy too when you figure out what it can actually do. Like, it's, it's just something that, you know, if, if it's done right, you can, you can use it for a lot of good. Um, and it will, it will help you in, in the long term. Um, it's just basically making sure to figure out when you figure out what, that it's there and that you can utilize it, making sure that you utilize it correctly is important too. Yeah, and it's, and it's the asset that you'll have uh, forever. I mean, you can, you, exactly. can, you can change what you do, you can change companies, you can change everything, but your personal brand remains there. If uh, those people really care about you, if you have been providing value for them, they will be there to support you whatever you are going through on your journey. Yep, absolutely. And I don't know if you have the same, the same opinion, but uh, I have this opinion that uh, people need to start sharing before they become professionals or uh, let's say experts. I don't like the word, but uh, like you didn't just become a professional or an expert. And a lot of people are making that mistakes when they come to LinkedIn. So they just write in, on their profile like only one one thing and that's like their current position nothing before that no any interests like like we talk like baseball right. or time you spend with your family i don't know a anything that got you to that point yeah absolutely yeah it, it's important too like i want to like there's a lot of people like you said that they only post like professional stuff like they just you know them for one thing but like I want to be the type of person that when people read the content that I put out there, I put out stuff about, you know, marketing, field marketing. I put out personal stuff. I put out stuff about sports. I want the content that you read to be exactly like how I would be in real life. I don't try to BS anything and say that I'm someone that I'm not. 
And like, there is people that I've seen that you could definitely try They you could definitely see they hide behind a certain personality online. Um, but I'm just trying to be exactly how I would be in real life if you met me. Um, and I think it's important to, to get that because you actually, I feel like people connect more when they know a bit more about you. Um, and it's just something that they can kind of follow the journey a bit more. And it, you know, it's, you do it in kind of a tasteful way. It's not like, you know, it's not like Facebook where you're putting like, you know, I'm at the, the ice cream shop right now. It's, um, you know, you're, you're telling stories that are important to you, but also, um, you know, tell a bit more about your life. And I, that's been super impactful for me because I, you know, I've met a lot of people through that way, but I've also learned a lot when other people that are posting content tell a bit about like their backstories and it's just more interesting for me. It makes me want to kind of follow them more. Yeah. I, I like also that, that we agreed on, uh, on sharing also giving, giving negative feedback if we disagree with something, right? <laughs> we, we had almost the same post uh, about, about those things and like, LinkedIn is uh, is uh, is a platform when you can see everything somebody does. So all likes, comments, posts, and I guess this is what makes people feel a bit uncomfortable with sharing with negative feedback sometimes or disagreeing with with something. It, it, exactly, but like that's you know that's the beauty of of having kind of like you know everyone has a different view. And so personally, like in the comment section, if people disagree with me, like I'm so happy because I might only have one thought of how something can be done, but it could literally give me so many more ideas. And like, I actually like to use the comment section of LinkedIn as kind of like a, like a sourcing of like crowdsourcing of ideas and answers because it helps me get better. It helps me learn. And the people that just, you know, I do wish more people put insightful comments rather than like agree or an emoji. Um, like, you know, I, I understand not everyone can do it because it would literally be time consuming, but I really try to spend more time on the people that write like insightful comments and like actually add value to the conversation versus someone that just says like, Oh, totally agree with you or something like that. Comments are highly valuable. I mean, um, I didn't understand it and in like to end of the 2018 I think uh, I wrote uh, a post article on LinkedIn about how to utilize like personal brand and LinkedIn and a guy told me you forgot comments and I got to the research and, and I actually got the conversation with him a little bit later and He's been in a, in a bad state of mind when it comes to inspiration and posting on his own profile, but he used six months to just add comments on other people's posts. So he used comments as his post and he was just giving value, giving value, giving value. Basically, he's the guy now that uh, runs Serbian Tech, uh, a community that gathers startups from Serbia, and it all started over there. And... Uh, this is where I realize what's the potential of the comments. I mean, I'm personally seeing if, uh, if a comment gets traction, okay, I can, I can expand it in a post or I can use comments to, to get somebody's audience uh, back to my profile or all kind of different things, but it all goes back to, to the value. 
Yeah, and honestly, if you're not providing value, then why are you even posting on LinkedIn in the first place? It's, you know, it's, I forget who told me this, but someone recently, like a couple, like maybe a couple months ago, told me that 90% of the content that you put on LinkedIn should be basically, you know, about building your brand, like content that is relatable to you, not specifically about where you work. 10% should basically be, you know, work related stuff. Maybe you're doing a webinar, maybe you're doing an ebook, whatever. Um, and honestly, I've been trying to stick to that number because it's like even a year ago, I, I used to do about 90% like work related stuff that was on there and then 10% like personal. And I've literally tried to switch that, you know, 180 the, the completely other way. Um, and it's gone, it's gone pretty well so far. So. I can confirm <laughs> it's going really well. I mean, you have some great numbers and you are using LinkedIn for like what, six months, right? Something, something like that. Yeah. That's, that, that's really great. Um, I mean, I can relate to that because, uh, I was just a few days ago, I was talking with, a with the guy who was working with me in the last agency that I worked at. I was director of operations of the second man in the, in the company. And I was actually the one who was sharing most of the things from the company. Uh, and like the CEO was sharing some things, uh, but not like we're going to create a demand, but like, uh, here's the post. If there is a demand, I'll share more. Like it doesn't work. And, uh, I got the information that, he actually wanted to change the name of the company because it, it's known by me at the moment when I was leaving it. So, I mean, um, I was always the guy in each company that I work at. Okay, I have strong personal brands and I'm coming to you uh, and I won't do anything on the side. While I'm here, I'll use my, pers use my personal brand for the company because I'm all in on everything that I do. And, and that's it. I don't know. So, some people might use it for, for other purposes or whatever. I'm the all-in guy. If I work with you, that's it. And then it comes to, comes to the culture and all the other things, if it's going to work or not. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm kind of the same way too. It's, you know, and, and if you think about it, the, you know, your personal brand is a hundred percent going to have an impact on the company that you work for. Like, it's just, in, in, you know, we, we, we've talked about this before, like all of the brands out there on LinkedIn that like you just think of people that are posting with, you can immediately tie it back to the company that they work for. And it may be something you may have no interest in, you know, the company that they work for, but it just goes to show what a strong personal brand can do for a company. Because some of these people, if you take, you know, let's just use Casey from, from Gravy, for, for example. If he posts something on, on LinkedIn and you know, he pulls 30,000 views, I guarantee you that's more than the, the, the Gravy corporate page is ever going to pull. And if you get a couple of those people that can pull you know, 10, 20, 30,000 views with a single post, then you know, it's just going to go out there and you're just going to always associate them with the brand, um, which ultimately will lead to revenue it's basically just trying to get to that point of wanting to get your employees to do it. I, I see, I see there, um, since we work with, with a lot of companies now, just based on that, because to utilize LinkedIn, you need to work on the personal brands on one side and on the company brand on the other side, but company brand is being built by the brands of other people, not, 
you posting about yourself. And um, so I'm, I'm seeing a lot of companies that have people who are like great at what they do, let's say sales, marketing, content marketing, but they don't share anything outside of the company on their personal profiles because they have never done it. They're like old school and there are few things that you can do in those kind of situation. One is like doing marketing inside the company for them. Uh, but basically it would just turn a few of them on, on the other side. They need to realize it on their own that, you know, that they can get a much bigger impact even though, I don't know, personal brand can be used in different kind of purposes. So maybe they want to get a bigger position in the company or they want to change the company or they want people from their team to know that they know some things that they maybe didn't know that, that they knew, you know, those kind of things. So how do you see that? Do you see maybe that there's, uh, there's some things that they can do maybe for the people who are already there in the company? Or they can just create the culture so they, when they are hiring people, they can hire the right people. I think, I think it's a culture thing. Um, I think it's like creating the culture of wanting to get people that are going to want to do this. And it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's only going to benefit the people that are actually doing it too. Like it will, it'll ultimately be a win-win for both the company and in the people that they hire. But I think it's important to have that culture that it's okay to, to basically build your personal brand on LinkedIn and like support like your stories, build your audience. And it's, you know, it will help these, these, these employees with, you know, with their careers because it will help them get noticed. It will help them probably get jobs elsewhere down the road as, as well. But it just goes to show that a strong culture can kind of, you know, embody that it's important to do that. Because if not, it's just like, you know, I, I've talked to a few people the last couple of weeks, and they have said that their employees do not want them to post on LinkedIn during during work hours, they don't want them to really do anything that isn't work related. And like, I just, I, I don't 100% get that mindset, because it's, it's, it's not like it's a negative thing. It, and I feel like it's probably the companies that are, are, are saying this are probably the, you know, the bigger companies that are just kind of stuck in the old times that, you know, it, they just haven't come around to the idea of what it actually is yet. Uh, but Guy just told me like half an hour before, before we started recording this, um, I'm renting this office here inside the co-working space and he owns it. So, and he's always like the guy who's reading a lot of business books, a lot of other things. And he just comes up, tell you something and he goes away. So he just came up and told me like, you know, if you don't have a voice, you end up working in the corporation. And when you are working in the corporation, they give you your voice, their, their voice. So your voice becomes corporate voice and you don't have your own identity, nothing. And when you come out of the corporation, if you don't have your own voice, then you're back to square one. Just a little something and it stuck with me. I mean, it's, it's the truth, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's definitely the truth. And it's just like, you, ha you have to have a voice for yourself because you know, no one else is gonna speak up and, and talk for you. So if you don't create a voice for yourself, then you know, it's, it's, it's not good. <laughs> yeah, and, and companies that, that don't allow their employees to uh, 
to talk uh, on social media are usually the ones who are doing something wrong or something's bad and they don't want that inner voice to get out of the company because like social media is just uh, it doesn't uh, like tell us that we can pretend to be somebody else but it uh, reveals who we really are so it's, it's the same thing with, with the companies right if you're doing good thing uh, LinkedIn is gonna be just uh, an extension of what's inside your team yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's just, it, it's just getting, uh, I mean, who knows, maybe over time people like employers will understand that, but it's, you know, I feel like it's the big companies and corporations that don't get that. And these companies that are more of like the startups or high growth companies, they, they understand that value. And obviously those are the ones that, you know, you see skyrocketing. Um, how did you see that? Uh, are those like usually the decision makers in the company that don't understand it? or you see other people also not realizing that or I, I think it's I think it's more of the decision makers that just don't understand it but it, it, it's it's interesting because you know they should see the value of it and, and you know they the decision makers may not be the ones that have a strong voice on on LinkedIn for example but they should empower others I mean ultimately they should because they are decision makers especially you know a lot I I, I think a lot more executives should be you know vocal on LinkedIn than than that really out there there's there's a good amount of them but there's not like a ton and I think it's important to understand that it's like you know it's okay to have your employees do that because it's important to, to them, but ultimately it will impact the bottom line. And as a decision maker or someone that's in like a C-suite, like you should be able to, to realize that. It will also motivate the other members of the team to, to be active because if it starts from the top, it goes, yep. it goes down. And we were just like uh, pitching a huge digital supply, supply chain company and like in their board are uh, all kind of uh, CEOs from, from huge enterprises. And like they, they look at the social media like this. Okay, uh, it's important, but it doesn't give us results. So we don't have anything to do out there. We are just present and that's it. We get results from somewhere else. And basically if you can show them what's going on there, uh, some uh, good examples, uh, what's the benefit of that when you can come up with real results. I think that's the, the moment when their mindset is, is changing a little bit. Yeah, yeah I, I, I agree with you 100%. I mean, if you can provide results for anything, then some, everyone's mindset should change. But I feel like some people will always be stuck in their ways because they want to they they want to be right deep down, although they they know that they're not. Um, but if you if you provide value and you show results, then you know you should be able to change and change anyone's mind. Yeah, I mean, I look at it like this: it's it only takes like three or four people from the company to to actually utilize LinkedIn today, because there are not that many people who are over there. Like CEO can talk about leadership, about the vision. CEO can talk about business development, copywriter can talk about writing and psychology, and I don't know, like um, designer can talk, can talk about visual stuff. 
there, is not, there are not many designers over there who are utilizing LinkedIn, let's say. So just four people out of the company, and I might have come up with better examples, but it doesn't matter. Um, like they can be seen a lot. Like in funky marketing, it's only three of us who are active. There are a few more people in the company, but uh, like developer, video editor, and they're not like we don't want to post. Like video editor is like, I'm watching you guys. What do you do? It makes me want to share some things too, you know? So it's yeah. all how it's going on inside, inside the company. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, I, I completely agree. So uh, I have I have an idea that uh, I want to tell you. Maybe it it can uh, it can work for you also. Like uh, if I'm you, I would uh, share a lot of things uh, things that I can from the conversation with people uh, out there doing my job. I think that would be that would be really really awesome. Yeah, that that that's a great idea, and it's it's something I've been trying to you know, play around with different types of, of content to see, you know, what works, what doesn't work. And I, I feel like those types of things always do better. Um, and it's, it's, it's something that I've been exploring and trying to figure out. And sometimes, honestly, I just, I, like, I think of something in my head and I just, I just throw it down without really much thought behind it. But sometimes, you know, I do think of something and I'm like, oh, this would be really, you know, interesting to talk about. And then I try to, to try to write it down. But I think that's something that that's super interesting, actually. Yeah. And, and usually things that you don't think about much that you just have the gut to share it. They do better than those that you are like working on for two weeks. <laughs> exactly. I agree with you 100 percent. Yeah, that's something. Uh, look, I didn't want to get into the definition of personal branding before. I wanted us to talk a little bit about it. But now I want to, to hear you what, what is actually personal branding for you. We, we went a little bit uh, on and off about it on, on LinkedIn, but it was some, some time ago. Yeah, uh, so, so for me, and this may vary for other people, for me, you know, personal branding is I want to be the voice for field marketing. Like when someone says like field marketing or they think of a marketer that is revenue driven, I want to kind of be someone that is someone that, that they think of. And so the content that I put out there, I try to, to add value. At the end of the day, that's, that's what I care about. And if I'm adding value, um, then I can see that by the engagement of, of the content that I'm putting out there. If I put out something and there's only a couple comments and it's basically people just throwing emojis or, you know, saying, I agree, then, you know, eh, maybe it, it wasn't as great. But if it's something, you know, I'll, I'll just use an example. Um, I put out a post the other day, you know, we talked about this, about disagreeing on LinkedIn. It had over 300 comments. It was the most, most I've actually ever gotten on a single post before. Um, and it was just, everyone had like kind of a different mindset for the most part, they were good, but it was interesting to see so many different people comment their thoughts and kind of, you know, things behind it. And then on top of that, I got so many comments in, um, messages on LinkedIn from just different people, you know, they wanted to add their thoughts, but didn't want to put it on, on the post. So they just sent it to me to kind of on the side. It was just really interesting to see. And so personal branding for me is basically, you know, that I've built a community and I'm providing value all day. And it's just, you know, they look at you or look at me as kind of like the voice of film marketing, someone that they can go to 
and ask questions. And, you know, I try to literally, I'll comment on every single person's uh, comment that post on my stuff because they took the time out of their day to, to do it. So I should provide the value back to them. And um, I think that's something that's incredibly important for me to do. And I, and honestly, I, I will, you know, I could have 50,000 followers for all I care, like, and, you know, a thousand comments, I'll still reply to every single person that's out there because I think it's the right thing to do. And I think there's a lot of people out there that, you know, I'll comment on their stuff and they just don't even reply back to me. Um, and it's just, you know, at that point, it's like, why even add the value if you're not going to get anything in return? You know, it's, it's, a, it's a brave thing to say. Like, I'm, I'm posting up to three times a day and like at, at the same time, people are reacting on seven posts of mine. So I don't have time to, to answer every comment, but I try to answer as, 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 much, as much as I can. Yeah, but uh, that's, a cool, that's a cool definition. It's cool that you know the direction is in, which, in which you are going. Um, but also want to, to, want, to, want to say one thing, and it is that personal branding is not only the thing that, uh, that we are seeing on online, on LinkedIn. It's also the way we look, the way we dress, like um, in my case, beard and the glasses. Uh, and it's how people remember us. Like, are we gonna open the door for the lady in a shop or uh, those, ki those kind of small things that we maybe don't even recognize, but they are there. And like, uh, I would like to, um, to know if, if you have uh, talked with people offline that are telling you like, I'm following your post, this was great, this was something that got me thinking those kind of things because I'm seeing it for me. I'm seeing it for, for our clients that people, they didn't even know that they are following them. I like, Hey, you are great on LinkedIn. I'm following each on your post and those kind of things. Yeah, honestly, it, it definitely has happened. And, you know, I have a couple of friends that, um, that I was friends with in high school and, you know, we, we were connected and maybe we just kind of fell out of touch over time, but I get messages from them on like Facebook and like, they're just like, wow, you're, you're, you're Mr. LinkedIn now. Like you're blowing up over there. Um, and it, it's funny because, you know, if you knew me in high school, all I cared about was sports. I didn't care about my grades or anything. Uh, I cared about the women. Um, and it was just something where I was like, ah, you know, if I go to college, I go to college. It wasn't important to me. Um, and like for them to like be like, you know, look at what you've become like, you know, all these years later. Um, and it's just been, it's been really fun to like hear people that have known me for like, you know, 10, 15 years to say like, I follow your content. Like now, like you provide valuable information and they're, they're, they're usually the ones that never actually like comment on, on a post that I put out there, but they're reading it. And um, it's good to see that at least they're reading it and that they find value in it. Yeah, you reminded me of something and I want to give you, give you an advice uh, and because I've been there on some posts, like I didn't get much reactions, uh, like maybe up to 10, maybe up to three comments, something like that. And like in the last three months, like um, until like maybe two weeks ago, I uh, just reused the old posts from that time to see what's going to happen. And like you have seen my posts 
and the reaction. So it, it, it seems like it's not about the quality because I always care about the quality. It's just I didn't have the right people or the right people who are ready to engage on the post. And uh, I, that was the, the game changer. So if you don't get as many uh, comments as, as you think that you would get, just maybe leave, leave, the, leave the post for, for like uh, a month, a month and a half after and, and try it again. I think it, it might work. Yeah. So it's funny because I, I have tried that and then, uh, you know, I've basically tweaked it because, you know, there was some that were like, I wrote maybe like six months ago and I had one viewpoint and, uh, you know, now my mindset has changed a little bit. So I tweaked it a little bit, but like the amount, it's basically like night and day, like, and, but it, it all comes back to like building your audience. That's, that's not going to happen overnight. And if you can do that over the months, then, you know, you know, I'll just use an example, like six months ago, I posted something, I got maybe like five reactions and one or two comments, posted that same variation of it, um, like a week ago, and it had about 150 reactions, and like, I think almost 100 comments. So it's just, it, it's really interesting to see. And it, like I said, it comes back to definitely just the ability to build your audience over time, expand on that, connect with like like-minded people. Um, that you want to be connected to that will add value to the content that you put out there. And, and what are you like measuring the number of meaningful connections or something else? So, so I'm probably not doing a great job of that. So I'm, <laughs> I'm really just looking at engagement. Um, and so I don't have a great way besides using shale to, to determine the engagement value. But basically, if, if I post something and I have at least, you know, 50 comments of people adding information, I feel like that's that's a pretty good job. Um, and that's, you know, I could definitely probably do better of, of measuring that. But that's really the only thing that I look at. Like, I don't look at the, you know, the number of, of followers or connections. Um, I should probably change that mindset a little bit because I feel like I am starting to have lot of, like a lot of like CMOs and VPs of marketing start to reach out to me and like want to be connected and like are adding value. Um, but right now I'm just really looking at engagement. That's cool. I mean, engagement is a pretty, pretty good uh, metric that nobody can have doubts about. Right. And if you look at the people who are engaged, and those are the right people, then even, even better. And, uh, I, I tend to, to have all those people that are like our target group, so the decision makers, but also like uh, people like ourselves, marketeers, so they can also recommend me or the funky marketing to somebody. And it leads us to that moment that you mentioned when they are starting to look at you as as a mentor, as a teacher, as somebody who is giving them value persistently, and also as, as their like voice. Yep, absolutely, totally agree. Yeah, uh, hmm. I think we're uh, getting close to, to the end. So is there something that we didn't talk about and that you wanna mention, say, or have a discussion about? No, honestly, this was, this was really good. It's, you know, it's, it's always just good to just like have a conversation with, with like-minded people and, and, and make it more of a conversation um, because it, I think it's been super impactful. I've learned a lot from you along the way as well. Um, so I'm thankful for that. 
And honestly, I just, you know, if, if anyone that's out there uh, is interested in learning more about field marketing or just kind of wanting to really understand what it is, reach out to me on LinkedIn and um, I'm happy to, to chat with you. Yeah, so, so, sounds good. Uh, I think we need to do another episode where we're going to disagree about things. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, a little disagreement never hurt anyone. Yeah, yeah. Good man. Thanks, thanks for for joining in. Thanks for this. I think we it was really interesting. We talked about chicks. We talked about personal branding. We talked about <laughs> field marketing, and uh, I think we really gave value and insights to the people, especially to those that are just starting and getting into maybe the niche or the industry or starting just to build their personal brand and see what they're going to do about it afterwards.